T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. I mean, I don't have a problem with it. I think it's, uh, I mean, I would have liked Nashville. I think I kind of made that clear. Um, I thought Nashville would have been easier to drive to for both teams. Still relatively warm, but some, you know, I I thought outdoors, grass, I thought it would have been nice, but I don't know if there were conflicts or if Nashville didn't want to sign up for that, but you know, Atlanta is a good second option. I, I was definitely against going all the way out west to Vegas uh, and anywhere, like I think they said Chicago and other places that are like dumpster fire fields yeah. and stadiums. So, like, I feel like Atlanta, I guess, is a, is a great option. And hopefully we don't have to get to that point. Um, and we'd love to host another AFC championship, obviously, at GEHA Field and Arrowhead Stadium. But – if that's how it has to unfold, I get it. It's cool. It's going to be a little bit weird, Danon, to be the one seed and then realize that your path could be play a game at Arrowhead, fly over to Atlanta, and then head over to Arizona. It just feels like <laughs> if that's the way it works, it's going to end up being one of those stories that you just kind of never forget from a you were the number one seed, went to three cities in four weeks, and still had to do it that way. Yeah, I mean it, it's definitely uncharted territory, and it. But I think it's kind of cool. It's a kind of a cool nuance. And let's face it, this whole playoff run, you know, specifically from week eighteen on, is not normal. I mean, considering what happened with the Bills and the Bengals, and what the NFL overall had to endure, um, and the players and the families and the the uh, the fear that transpired from that from every player as well as their family. Uh, like I said previously, I, it was a bigger deal than just football. And I think there were some ancillary, you know, ramifications or effects, after effects that trickle into life of a football player that we still don't know. Like, we still won't see those, how that unfolds. I mean, there are going to be players that, based on how they experienced Week 18, based on their family structure, based on how their wives and their parents and other people uh, were affected by it, you're going to see some players that are going to retire and be done with football because of that. Um, So I think it's a bigger picture than just the playoffs and the location. That's why uh, here in Chiefs Kingdom, I think we can just kind of just take it, like we just take it in and just realize, hey, if, if if it unfolds that way because it's a bigger picture, then let's just go play football and get it done in Atlanta. So I, I, I see the whole big picture, not just the football part, and I understand it. That's why, 
you know, I guess part of me is not going to be upset about if it unfolds that way. When you look at the team as a whole, Dana, and I think it's really interesting from like a narrative standpoint of what people will think about the Chiefs after this postseason run. Obviously, if they go on and win it, it's you did everything and you still lost to this team and they've got two titles and everything that comes with it. But no matter the team they would lose to, I feel like the entire conversation would be like, well, now everyone in the AFC is in it and you're no better than anyone. You lose to the Bengals. They definitely got you. If you lose to the Bills, now they're in the same category as the Bengals as the team who got past you. Lose to the Chargers or the Jags. Now it's the Bills, Bengals, Chargers, or Jags all in the mix with you. I feel like from from a narrative standpoint, the Chiefs have a lot to lose this postseason if they are unable to get through the AFC. Yeah, I'd say uh, from perception-wise, I can understand that. And when you look at it on the big picture, uh, the full landscape, you – have beaten two of the teams and you've lost to two of the teams. But prior to the season and what we fought on Twitter and social media and, you know, backlash to the pundits that picked the Bills and the Bengals and other teams before us and thought we were going to have this huge drop-off. And I remember seeing the clips of Bart Scott and, you know, other uh Stephen A. and everybody else on ESPN and Fox talking about the Chiefs would be third best in the AFC West. And and all we kept doing was like, watch and see, watch and see. And then we kept re- reeling off wins, and then we lose to the Bills, we lose to the Bengals. And then we're like, okay, watch and see. Like, <laughs> like those are just two games. And, you know, earlier we lost to the Colts, and everybody thought we were it was the end. We're like, watch and see. And now we finally got to the point where we all knew we could get to and I think we've proved some of those people as having idiotic takes. But at the same time, if we don't finish this, then in a lot of respect, we kind of confirm what they were saying. Um, and I feel like that's the extra chip on our shoulder that we should have. Uh, maybe that's the extra weight on our shoulders that we have. Uh, but at the same time, if we are going to claim that we're the best, we have the best quarterback, the MVP, the best team, then we got to go show it on, on the top stages. And the top stage is going to be that divisional round and that AFC championship and getting to the Super Bowl. Now, that would be a great – it would be a great ending to a story, losing Tyreek Hill and having all that negativity from the offseason. It would just be a great slap in the face to all those supposed experts. And I'm looking forward to that. Like, I'll be the first one on Twitter. Like, I <laughs> Pulling up old clips, like, receipts. I will <laughs> – I will be that guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, you will not be alone. That is for sure. <laughs> We're talking to Dane and Hughes here on Cody and Gold. Dane, and we've had you on throughout the entire season. And you know, midway through the season, we had talked about Jarek McKinnon. You know, oh, man, he's such a great pass blocker. You know, he's a great pass blocker. Well, we all have found out more and more as this season has gone on. Yes, he's a great pass blocker, but he's a red zone weapon. The guy's got nine touchdowns. He's just the offensive player of the month for the AFC. I mean, how, how can you explain how somebody can go from really not having a, a role in the passing game or the running game to now he's extremely important. I feel like for the chiefs to get to the super bowl. I, I think it's one of the great stories. It just goes to show you that doesn't matter your draft pick. I mean, let's look at the, the landscape of just our team, Isaiah Pacheco, seventh round pick, our one, two punches, those two guys, and nobody would want them. Like I, uh, Jarek McKinnon, went through free agency, signed late back with the Chiefs. 
Nobody wanted to take him. And yet we not only recognize his talent, we get him back and we utilize his talent to, to full success. Like there's, there's some great stories. You give credit to Brett Veach, Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy. I mean, the list can go on and on. And I think it's so impressive. Me, I was a seventh-round pick myself. You know, you see guys up on the Ring of Honor when you go to Arrowhead Stadium, Tony Richardson, Deron Cherry, and several others that were either free agents or late-round picks. Like, those are the guys that are kind of near and dear to me because, like, that's the life I lived in the NFL, not to that level. So you always cheer for that kind of underdog, and I think it's really, really cool that uh, we have those kind of weapons and we're utilizing them. I mean, other teams are just relegating some of those late-round picks and free agents to special teams and coverage, and we found a way to use these guys extremely efficiency, efficiently on offense. Danon, how do you think teams – I know this is maybe a better conversation for next week as well, but – how do you think teams will actually approach playing Kansas City defensively this season or this postseason? We knew how they were going to come into the year. We knew how it worked in the postseason last year. But are they going to take that same approach? Because that's why Jarek McKinnon's been so great. Dropping everyone back has made his life super easy. When you take everyone back out of there, they can just check it down to Jarek McKinnon and make things work. Do you think teams will go into the postseason thinking this is still the best plan? I think so. I think when you take Patrick Mahomes' abilities, you take – if you look at some of the perceived negatives. So let's look at some of the perceived negatives of Patrick Mahomes. One is that he wants to go for the home run. He doesn't have the patience to nickel and dime down the field. Now, that's perceived. What we've seen this year is that that's not necessarily fully the case. But if you are scouting him, I feel like – you don't want him to be a quick strike. You don't want him to throw a deep crossing route of 20 yards to Travis Kelsey uh, and Travis run for another 20 after that because he's breaking tackles and weaving. So you make him, for the best way you can, make him go 15 plays plus. Like To me, that would be the defensive strategy that I would employ. And occasionally, when I see Jared McKinnon in the game, like, I have a spy on him. I have a linebacker that's attacking the line of scrimmage. Uh, you have two outside linebackers, one on each side of the line of scrimmage, that if he exits to the left, there's one guy that's going to uh, take him and the other guy is going to rush. If he exits to the right, the opposite happens. And, but at the same time, you still take away the home run plays. And I think that's kind of a recipe that I wouldn't say is not smart, I don't know if it would work, but I don't know if it's not smart to do so. So, uh, yeah, Jarek McKinnon is, a, is that Swiss Army knife, that player. He runs the ball well. Uh, he catches the ball extremely well out of the backfield. But everybody knows that this offense flows through the abilities and the patience or the aggressiveness of Patrick Mahomes. So you got to dial up your, your defensive plan accordingly. Earlier, Dana, we were going through what we had preseason for the potential Super Bowl in the AFC and NFC title games. I don't know where where you had it breaking down, but if you could revise it, maybe you already nailed all, all four teams in the title games. I don't know, but what what would your AFC and NFC title games look like as the playoffs get going this weekend? Huh. Um, I, I do feel that the Bengals or the Bills will be upset. Um, 
by the time we get to the AFC championship. Like, I don't feel like it's going to be chalk and it'll be the Bills versus the Chiefs. I just okay. don't feel like that. I feel like one of those teams is going to lose one of these weekends. Um, so I do believe it'll be the Chiefs. And depending on how durable Jalen Hurts is, I could see it being the Eagles, which would be really cool when you think about the Kelsey brothers, their podcast, and now they and Andy Reid and obviously the history in, in Philadelphia to have that matchup in the Super Bowl. Uh, but if it's not the Eagles because of Jalen Hurts, because I have really obnoxious family members that are Dallas Cowboys fans, <laughs> it's tough for me to say Dallas Cowboys. Um, uh, yeah, I, I guess I'd have, you I'm couldn't... not saying it. But I'm not going to say it, but you can infer what I'm saying. You couldn't convert them to Chiefs fans in your time here? You, you would think after, what, 30 years, almost 30 years of being here in Kansas City and playing six years and all the connections and, and them coming out to visit that they would be swayed, but they're just hard-headed and obnoxious. They're typical Dallas Cowboy fans. They're just hard-headed. They believe they're America's team. They haven't won anything in so long, and <laughs> but yet everybody loves them, and they still talk trash, and I talk trash right back to them. So uh, it's kind of that dynamic in our family, but they would not be swayed. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Dane and Hughes, former Chiefs wide receiver. Be listening tonight. Players only. Dane and Hughes, Sean Barber, 6 o'clock right here on 610 Sports Radio. All right, Dane, and we'll be listening uh, uh, tonight. All right, fellas. Have a good one. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.